1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
0: Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppin Practice.
2: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Carpenter Broadcast, powered by Social Media Group, I am your host Krish, and this week I am joined by Mike, Ellis and Baruch. Gentlemen, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday evening? Uh, I do have to put it out there that we are recording this at half past nine on a Tuesday evening. Many things are changing as we're recording this, we're probably going to have updates about every ten seconds, but we're going to do our best, but of course gents, how are you? how are you all doing?
3: Yeah, I'm fantastic, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Super
3: League to the World, man. Super League to the World. Oh, well. <laughs> to
4: the World. Morality Mike over there, bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, man. Yeah, man.
4: It's a sad day.
2: It's a sad day to change, bro. This guy. <laughs> As you can tell, unless you've been living under. So many rocks uh, in the past kind of 48 hours. Uh, crack rocks, probably. Uh, the European Super League is the topic on everyone's lips at the moment. Um, and it's just been dominating every single news cycle imaginable, albeit it is being kind of pushed onto us all by the Sky propaganda machine. But we will discuss that in a little bit more detail, uh, I'm I'm sure, as we get stuck into the pod. But yeah, the European Super League, which has been a little bit of a spectre in the background since about 2007, 2008, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um came to fruition uh Sunday as a lot as a, as the six top six Premier League teams announced their participation in the competition and uh, were amongst a host of European giants uh, spearheaded by Don Fiorentino Perez of Real Madrid who has literally been running around like his park. Um, included Barcelona, AC Milan, Juventus, and a whole host of other clubs. So what we're going to do on, on this part is we're going to talk about the potential positives and negatives of a European Super League. We will have to caveat this, though, with teams are pulling out of the European Super League uh, as quick as possible now due to the negative backlash, again, from the Sky propaganda machine and whatnot. But again, we're going to discuss the positive and negatives and if this leaves the door open to long-term reform in general, which I think we can all agree as as a group and we've been discussing in the past uh, two days, is 100% needed. Uh, in all aspects of the game, uh, from the Premier League to the FA, to UEFA, to FIFA, every single aspect of the game needs some form of reform. So, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Morality Mike kick us, kick us off on the negatives of a European Super League. I'm gonna give Mike the floor. I think it's only fair to kick us off.
0: I feel like I've been put under the spotlight here by that all, <laughs> all the ops. Uncle L there laughing his head off. Main event Chris there. No, but to be honest with you guys, listen, I think we should recognise this moment as a critical juncture in the history of football. So this is the moment now where I think we've all realised that we have to move. We, something needs to give, right? So the big clubs have made their move. They want to obviously form this European Super League or wanted to form this European Super League. And I can understand from their point of view why they wanted to form this European Super League. My main My main objection was the idea that it kind of erodes the competitive ethos of football, which we hold as sacrosanct as football mm-hmm. fans. So we believe that this, we should we need to be playing for something, right? The, the game means something to us, right? And it's the idea that these 15 clubs can can be in this, in this European Super League and not face the consequences of their of their failure. We also know exactly why these clubs are forming this league. It's not because they want to provide us with an amazing brand of football, as Florentino Perez said yesterday. They want to entertain the fans. Real Madrid are in dire straits at the moment financially. So are Barcelona, so are Inter Milan, so are Arsenal Football Club. These clubs are really not in a good in a good place financially. Tottenham Hotspur could do with a cash injection themselves. You know they're not they're not making big signings. They haven't been making big signings for the last few years. So these clubs all need money. So it's not the idea that these clubs are doing this for us, for the fans, for so we can they can play each other every week. It was mainly for the money, and I understand that. I understand why these clubs feel entitled to the money because these clubs bring in a lot of revenues. You know, Liverpool Football Club, Manchester United Football Club, these are the two biggest clubs in this country. The other clubs that join are massive clubs in their countries, obviously Tottenham. All these clubs are relatively, you know, important in their country. But the idea that fifteen clubs can stay in the league together, never face the consequences of failure. They haven't got much to play for apart from a league title, and if they don't win the league title, that's it. That, to me, is against the competitive ethos of, of football that we hold at sacrosanct, as I said. And that's, that was my main objection with it. It's the idea that you can't be punished for underperformance. Because we see teams constantly, big teams, punished for underperformance. Arsenal Football Club right now are at a critical juncture in their history. We speak about football being at a critical juncture. Arsenal now have been outside the top four for, what, five years now? Four years? They're going to finish, what, ninth or 10th this year again. Leicester might occupy a space in the top four. Leicester already played Europa League football last year. If Leicester were to make the top four this year, maybe win the FA Cup as well, who knows? They go on to make some big signings in the summer. They can go from a club who were maybe on the periphery of the top six of the big six, to maybe in a few years' time, ousting Arsenal from the top six because Arsenal have underperformed and have been punished by Leicester as a result. So yes, this system we have now is unfair. I'm not defending the status quo by the way. I'm not defending Sky who have been hypocrites, and I think, you know, a lot of the Sky stuff has been absolutely ridiculous because Sky and, and the Premier League and UEFA, they all play a role and they've all provided the platform for the formation or the potential formation of Euro- European Super League because football as it stands now is deeply unfair. It's, it's inherently unfair, and it's inherently driven by greed as it stands. But this would have deeply entrenched greed to another level, right? These 15 clubs would have faced no consequences for their underperformance, and that, for me, was something I, I was really, really wholeheartedly against and you guys obviously know you're calling me morality Mike and all of this sort of thing. Listen, I, I understand, like completely understand where you guys are coming from as well on the on, on the issue, but I just felt really, really strongly against more than anything, the competitiveness for football and also teams not being punished for underperformance. But what I would say is football at the moment is fundamentally broken because you look across Europe, right, Juventus are gonna win or they were going to win you know, maybe another league title this year obviously they're not going to win it because Inter Milan are going to win it instead but they've won, they've won nine league titles in a row PSG are on course to win six out of seven I think Bayern Munich have won what nine in a row themselves as well so these big clubs have a stranglehold over their leagues anyway so something's got to give something's literally got to give this is not sustainable we can't keep seeing these European, leagues dominate, these European teams dominate their league we're the only thing stopping City from dominating the Premier League City would have won the league four years in a row if it wasn't for us agreed so, you know, we are at a critical juncture in the history of football, but I just thought I thought like this move from these European super clubs was the wrong move. But I hope we are at a point now where we all realise that, listen, things need to change. The UEFA tournament that they proposed, by the way, is an absolute joke. The Champions League, that that's an absolute joke as well. But I hope we now realise that things have to change and we need to move on, have discussions about the future of football that can benefit all clubs, but ultimately... I do agree with this. I, do, I think big clubs deserve to eat a bigger slice of the cake because of what they bring to the table.
2: I, I think that was that was definitely well said, and I think the, the, the issue when we when we put it together in terms of, in terms of greed, it's also been perpetuated by organisations such as Sky. Realistically, when you think about it. because when right. when when did realistically when did deadline day become a big thing? When did people dancing outside the grounds because they signed Mesut Ozil? I'm only using that as an example, by the way, because it's the only one I can I remember. When did that just become a thing? I mean, that whole fetish, fetishization and that's good. I'm going to use that as a word today, by the way. I learned that word earlier on. I'm going to use it throughout for this for this part. Um, that whole kind of glamorization of big money transfers and, you know, the use of money in sports has been perpetuated. By Sky, and it's literally personified by Jim White in a in a yellow tie on deadline day. So it's it's a give and take system, and ultimately, I think one of the reasons why this proposal was kind of sent through by a lot of the teams, and more than likely probably backed by Liverpool, was the failure to implement FFP uh, from a UEFA point across the board, as we knew that was one of the areas that John Henry and FSG primarily focusing on as being their competitive edge with the smart way that we do transfers and do business to kind of really cement ourselves as a super player, which, to be fair, to our credit, we've actually done in the past few years. Granted, we probably should have built on that, but again, that's a conversation for another day. But we've done that, and it it, it is a big shame. But, Farouk, I'm going to give you the first rebuttal to what Mike said there and, and why you thought the European Super League was a good thing and the change it would have kind of implemented in the game?
3: Okay, I mean, in terms of what Mike's saying, don't definitely understand a lot of the things he's saying. I'm not trying to, you know, come and say he's wrong for what he believes. But the facts are there for everyone to see that football as it is, isn't competitive anyway. And I've had quite a few discussions over the last few days with friends and whatever, like everybody else has. And people complaining about, you know, the fact that The teams wouldn't be um, sanctioned for underperformance isn't true because that would have been subject. The founding members all would have been subject to review every five years, from what I understand. And if they were underperforming, they would have been dropped out. So that's from my understanding. Obviously, this was all a proposal, um, so that's not true. Um, Another thing is, if you look in the last ten years, only six teams actually, seven teams have qualified for the Champions League from from England, and That one time was Leicester. Outside of that, it's always the same six teams. It's four of those six teams that qualify for the Champions League. That's a fact. So those six teams have kind of by right over the last decade earned the right to be in that elite group by virtue of that alone, right? Now, everyone's saying, oh, but that means Leicester and Chelsea and West Ham wouldn't get a chance to to play in the Super League or the Champions League isn't true because they would have given one more space to the best performing side, you know, so the team that finished 7th could have potentially got in. So, again, a lot of the rebuttals were fake, but it's because of misinformation, and that's all they cared about. Sky just wants a lot of misinformation, a lot of uproar, you know, confusion, and, you know, that's it. You know, Sky have their own agenda. Like, I think it was Carl Henry tweeted, this guy got exclusive rights to the Super League, they would have been backing this. That wouldn't have happened. Mm. They, they, a clear example of what they're doing and, and trying to manipulate people is Monday Night Football was free for 45 minutes while they pushed their pushed their agenda and then the match that, you know, Monday, the actual football wasn't free, you know? No, 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 you have to pay for that. But we're going to push our agenda and then after that we're going to cancel, you know, the YouTube stream and whatnot and, and, and you're not going to pay for it or, you know, check live score. You know, so for me, it's 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 a lot of hypocrisy. Everybody's hypocritical, but the bottom line is, you you call we look at football as the probably the most popular sport in the world globally. Am I wrong?
2: Yeah, one hundred percent is.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, in in that in saying that, the best league in the world or the most popular league in the world being the Premier League, making half annually in terms of revenue what the NFL make something's fundamentally wrong. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That doesn't make any sense. And you can understand why the American owners are annoyed because they've seen... It's like we're literally losing money every time we play because we're not maximising the commercial potential. That's just one aspect of it. Like, if you... Football is... I don't want to be dramatic and say football is broken, but even the consumption of football is so dated like nobody can see past what Sky Sports are saying everybody just listens to Sky Sports mike i don't know anybody if anybody here is subscribed to pays monthly for sky but in on what other planet would you pay for something and get told what you can watch you pay for sky right and they pick the games for you do you know how backwards that is in itself you know but they have so much especially, power especially
2: when you've got especially when you got you know the nba where you can buy the league pass for the literally. year literally
3: literally, and it it just makes sense, but Sky won't do that, you know, and then they've got this bullshit 3pm blackout rule that means, you know, um, what do you call it, they control what games are on TV uh, because it's for the good of the game they want fans to attend the game and they don't want them to stay at home and watch it on TV, that's bullshit because everybody would rather go and watch their match live than watch it from home, so that's bullshit, it's just control but back to what Mike's saying about competitiveness, yeah, I think, no disrespect Mike that's BS because the league isn't competitive and it hasn't been for a while. And it's always the same teams competing. And like he said in the group chat, Burnley and all those other yo-yo clubs and also all those other clubs that finish 9th to 14th do not care about competing. They do not set up to win. They set up to sustain. And the owners literally take money, the same money that Man City and Man United are getting annually from the Premier League. They take it and they don't even spend half of it. And they just fill their pockets. And everybody sees what's happening. So everybody's self-serving. Everybody's protecting their interests. So there is no morality in football, you know? And that's why I was behind the Super League, because it's just like, let's just keep it real. Do you know what I mean? But it's fine. Sky Sports won. And that's the biggest winner in all of this. I hope everybody knows Sky Sports are the biggest winner in all of this. And, you know, we'll we'll continue to see what happens. But these owners are going to pull out. And we'll see what happens in football. You know, we'll see. Go on,
0: Mike. You know, listen, I wouldn't say... I'm not backing Sky by the way. I wouldn't say Sky had the biggest winners here by the way, because I do think I don't think it was great for football. But that's that's obviously my my point of view. My big thing on the comparison is like, listen. In theory, listen, can can Leicester probably win the league again? Probably not. But this would mean they absolutely cannot win the league again because the financial disparity between them and the rest would be between between the big six and the rest would would have been ridiculous. Would have been absolutely. Ca- like beyond any beyond anything we can right. imagine at the moment.
3: Quick 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 one and just 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 for just to understand. So basically you're saying that because of the money they would have made from the Super League, they the other clubs couldn't have competed in the league, right?
0: Well no, because it, the financial disparity would be too much.
3: So, too so much. that means so that means you're against just say for example, I don't know, um Jeff Bezos decides to buy all the Champions League rights and as a result Every every team that qualifies gets three hundred fifty million. From that one season, the disparity is enough to mean that nobody else qualifies. Is that what you're saying,
0: bro? This is a group where these teams cannot leave this group. Though, no, no, I'm no, no, no. Wait,
3: just, just, I'm just waiting. Just, so I in, just want to
0: 15, in in those fifteen teams, in those fifteen teams, they cannot leave. Though theoretically, they, 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 they cannot leave. Right. Okay. They cool. are founding members, so they can't leave. In, in yeah. the Champions League, you still have to qualify. Yeah, yeah, no, you no, have to
3: qualify. I'm literally, I'm not disputing that. But based, okay, let's base based on your theory, right? In the last 10 years, the same six teams have qualified by one anomaly, yeah? So let's operate on the premise that the same thing happens for the next 10 years. And then Jeff Bezos buys um, the Champions League broadcasting rights. And as a result, clubs are earning a lot more than they are, right? For entering, for qualifying for the Champions League. Is that Does that disparity create a lack bro, of
0: competition. Bro, I'm not saying that football at the moment is fair or competitive. I'm saying this will okay. lead to a deeper entrenchment where it's irreversible. This will be and irreversible. I, I, then bro. I disagree. I, I, I disagree. That's, 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 that's irreversible. Sure. I, agree. That's, that's, I, I think you, I personally it will be you, irreversible. I remember we are still seeing teams but the trend. How how often in the last 10 years have the big six finished 1-6 to six in the
3: league? How often? I how often? Yeah, it's almost all the time. So it's, it's almost—it's not all, almost all the time. Though. It's, it's almost—it's almost, almost all the time. Okay, so by virtue of Liverpool finished from
0: finish. seasons. Liverpool, Arsenal finished what ninth, eighth, couple seasons. Wow. Seems a fucking once. trend.
3: I think it's, I think it's only once. Um, they're not always um, finishing in the top six, bro. Said, yeah, but but they always—they seem to qualify for Europa League. And that's the purpose of finishing. Arsenal, Arsenal qualified
0: for Europa League last year because they won the cup, not because they finished. In
3: yeah. The top, okay. The top six. So they, they're in the Europe. They're in Europe, right? Hello? Yeah, they're in Europe, bro. Yeah, okay, cool, 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 cool. So, by virtue of that, they're in, in Europe. They're competing in Europe. All these six teams, unless I'm mistaken, for the last five years, most of them have competed in Europe, right? At some okay, cases, but the point is the most is part.
0: some teams can still buck the trend. Listen, I, I agree uh, with you. What I do they do point. with that? I made it And Bro, how can... Listen, when these teams have been in Europe for how many years, as you mentioned, in in a row, Arsenal in, in Europe for for how many years in a row, Tottenham in Europe for how many years in a row, obviously, there is a financial disparity that, that does... Begin to begin to, to to show up in these leagues. That's why we see Juventus winning right. their league nine years in a row because they've been in the Champions League for how many how many years they've been in. Right. But still, right. these teams. Right, let me let me land let me land because these teams That's can still be mismanaged. Arsenal can still be mismanaged to the point where they leave an opening for someone else to to take their spot. And if Arsenal don't buck up their ideas, Arsenal could fall by the wayside in the same way ten years ago. We were like FSG away from falling by the wayside. Okay. Okay. Teams I mean, can I mean, be, so the point is, teams teams can have a financial advantage. They can be in the Champions League, where they have to qualify, by the way, every year, but they can still fall by the wayside theoretically because there are still things that can happen. With this it, Super League, things couldn't happen. You're in this league, whether you like it or not. I don't buy the whole five-year review thing. I believe these teams would have been in this league, whether they underperformed or not, and that's that. This with the with what we have now with the Champions League in place, yes, the same teams do still qualify, but we do see as we are seeing this season, as we are seeing with Arsenal Football Club at a critical moment in their history, we are still seeing teams in this elite group underperform and be mismanaged. Tottenham Hotspur are in the same position; they've just sat their manager. Who on earth are they going to employ? Going, they might lose their best player. Okay, Mike, these Mike, still Mike. These teams still get
3: mismanaged and they still leave yeah. openings despite the financial disparity for others. Okay, and um. In all these openings, right? Wait, let me tackle everything you're doing bit by bit. That's why I wanted to kinda of cut you off so that I could tackle each thing. So look, you said they bucked the trend, right? With this trend that Leicester bucked, what have they done? What have they done with one when season, they... Pardon? One season, bro. So you need to give these teams
0: time to like... When, okay, one, no, like
3: no, no, no. Okay, okay. So who, what other teams outside of the top six have qualified for Europe? Let's just... Europe in general. So Europa and all of that
2: stuff. But, but no, but Burnley did it that one year and then went completely Burnley.
3: off the rails. Wolves and, and did, did it last
2: year uh, and got to... The, was it quarterfinals?
3: Mm-hmm. And then... And then West and then Ham. West Ham. When Europe went... Ham. Everton did it after the quiet season and Everton have done it recently as well. Yeah. To be fair, I think Everton are considered a mainstay for me in the Premier League. If you look in the Premier League, they're probably one of eight or nine teams that haven't relegated for the last 10 years. So I consider them a mainstay. Yeah. 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 Um, But this buck in the trend, I think is heavily romanticised because these teams, what they actually do and what you probably don't want to admit is they succeed one season, they hoard the money that they get and they don't improve the quality of the team, and then it's back to the norm. Every but, year. But Burnley is the prime example of that. It's, it's not literally. literally.
0: Oh, bro, bro, they have less of a margin for error when they do make it into this league because of the financial disparity between them and anyway. So if you're Burnley and think, you make it
2: the big time, I I
0: think you, think you the don't have make is that
2: if, 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 if you are in this league where you kind of get the opportunity to make that leap, should you go all in as opposed to kind of resting on your laurels to keep consistently keep improving on that? If you don't show the desire then kind of what is the actual point? On the other yeah. side you look at Wolves they are trying to gear up to try and break into that kind of uh, top six mould. Whether they'll actually do it is a different completely example in its yeah. entirety but they will be happy with being a Europa League club being within that kind of top eight. So there needs to be some more ambition to kind of get yourself into the party but also keep Pushing on and doing a little bit more. But can I just say that? I'm not saying at the moment football's inherently fair
0: no, and everyone's. You, I'm not saying. That. I'm just saying there's still a theoretically more yeah, yeah, a chance yeah, now. That.
3: That's true. I
2: agree. Than there would
3: agree.
0: be. Than there would be if the Super League was put in place. That's my that's my argument. I'm not saying football's I, fair now and everyone everyone's winning um, Champions Leagues and everyone's having a good time. No, that's that's completely false.
3: Okay. All, all I'd say is because Ellis hasn't spoken, but I'd, I'd just let. This be kind of a wake up call because if things don't change, it's just a prediction. But I see a lot of owners pulling out um, because if you if you're into, into if you invest in something and it's not fulfilling its potential even to maybe you'd say 60 percent of what you're gonna pull out, it's really simple. These people are not stupid. Do you get what I'm trying to say? FSG bought Liverpool on the premise that you know there's gonna be FFP. Oh, so there's not gonna be FFP. All right, let's. Let's create a system whereby we can maximise profits. Let's create a system where we can, you know, own our own rights, which we should. Because if it's not a franchise, then why should you dictate, you know, that we're getting a certain amount of money when teams are actually watching the whole league because of us? You know? It's unfair, it's broken, just like you said. And I think I'm more upset about the misinformation that's been spread and uh, the fact that now I, I feel like any potential of reconciliation or reform is not going to happen because people are so fit and stupid um, you know I'm, I'm probably more frustrated than that you know Mike you're taking a quite fair stance it's, I don't think you're as extreme as some people have but the reason why I wanted to see it is because I think football needs to change like a massive massive change you know but we're not going to see that now we're, we're generally not going to see that you know we're going to get the Swiss model
2: and in the UEFA the Champions League and, and everyone should enjoy that you know and and the funny thing about the swiss model is there are a certain amount of elite clubs they do miss out on the champions league they they I because of the yeah that the model, model is
0: it's a, an absolute joke that model it makes no it's sense more games um, more games less money for for the big clubs as well than they would have got in the super league it's absolutely stupid if people stupid. care about football sky going on there to ha- doing his big broadcast mnf Carragher there popping veins out of his head devil there crying on sky if they care about football Go on Monday Night Football next week and complain about the Swiss model, the UEFA Champions League are putting out there. It's horrible. It's nearly it, it as bad.
2: Because it's, it's it's not Sky's problem. It's BT's problem. Yeah. So it's just it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a calamitous thing, really. And I, I think we, we we do have to, I have to kind of piggyback on what for said there. Mikey's coming from this as a rational, a rational yeah. fan and a rational consumer. Right, He's right. not. He's not one of these jo- jobless folk that were like running a team bus, attacking players when they had nothing to do with the actual decision itself. Um, yeah. uh, yesterday, we have to say that because Mike's, Mike's a good lad He's from a good home. Um, good oh. Else, we're twenty-five minutes of the pod. I'm not urging speak. I want to get your, <laughs> I want to get your thoughts. <foot. I, laughs> no, I, I, Mike, I simply... <laughs> Yeah, Mike and Fru- Mike, and Fru- Mike have done a
4: sterling job. This is why we employ them. Yeah,
2: it's better than my uh, no football.
4: Oh, right. Absolutely, bruv. You ain't got a clip in Gary Neville spitting at your TV and it's, Crime.
2: and it's always and it's always free as well. So there you go. Oh, mate. You know what I'm saying, free <laughs> all
4: the way through, fucking mm-hmm. Sky. Bro. But yeah, my, my thing was, was the reason why I, I was for it is because one, I like chaos. If you know, be my now. I just like that. I just like everyone. I just like the fire. <laughs> I just like everything burning. To be fair, <laughs> I was there for it. But also, like Farouk said, I think um, I'm from a premise of if. We as a club Bringing the most um, Most views To your product We should be We should be given A good amount of money Do you know what I'm saying If BT are given Just BT BT on all the rights to, In England To show you Champions League or, or UEFA's products Whatever If BT are giving you 400 million pounds A season Yeah Why on earth Is the winner Of the Champions League Only getting 19 million Do you know what I'm saying
2: that's one whose pocket is it lined yeah where's the money where's the
3: money going where's the money where's the arteta
4: money built that's that's what I was saying that's one thing also and also like if you look at the last 20 years if you look at all the people that have gone to the final it's mainly the top the top teams Bar Valencia twice um, Ajax never Ajax Valencia by Leverkusen uh, Porto and Monaco and one other team. But majority of the teams
2: is, is the big the big um To to be honest team. with you, I'd probably say that we were probably the one one of them who booked the trend really when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. yeah the
3: last one you,
4: yeah. yeah. Four or five, like, four or five like we were like, like Liverpool's here. So again um it's, it's a thing whereby these teams need to be like you need, you need to sweeten them up, man, because they're doing your product a, a good, good service. i like, we watched Bayern Munich and PSG, two teams who didn't want to go into the into the what's it called into the Super League, but we watched that game and we watched the excitement. It was a good, good, good match. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we we won't feel the same way of watching Porto and Seville. Like who's gonna watch that? Who's going to turn around and say, "Oh, yeah, I want to support," unless you support Porto and Sevilla? Well, it's, it's
2: it's it's the game. It's 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 more the games that pop up, and they're more. Let's just say, Krasnodar against Atalanta. Games yeah. like that, games that won't really get any traction outside no. of those two cities that they're based in.
4: And and the thing is, those teams and those those teams will probably get the same amount of money as uh, Liverpool versus Real Madrid, which is ridiculous because if you look at mm-hmm. the views the Liverpool program will always be more. So that's that's why I was more in favour of the Super League because I like people taking who I like people who will take their um who will take their lives into their own hands, who will take their destinies into their own hands. Like, you're not you're not playing us good money, so we're gonna do this thing ourselves. And it, sh- it showed UEFA and it showed FIFA that rah, these mother can actually do it. And again like Peru said, it's not if it's not a franchise why are you dictating to us what we can do? Like, I think I popped in group chat the same thing. Like, if I have a brand and I have something, how can you tell me where I can show my brand? Liverpool have their own um, TV station. In my head, I'm thinking, well, if we have our own TV station, surely we can show a League Cup and a FA Cup on our own TV station?
2: Cause the own t- TV th- their own TV station where they only do the pre match build up and then the TV but, station goes dark for 120 minutes. <laughs>
4: It's mad, like, and it's our TV station. So why can't we show our team on our TV station? And so things like that baffle me, like. So I just feel that, again, yeah, football is broken because, like you did, are right, Mike, a uh, Leicester might one day break into the top four. They might, but the next season they're going to fall out because they just don't have the wearable to, to um, fight off the big teams. These big teams already, the already there, and this is what Sky done. This is Sky's fault. This is Sky's fault. The disparity is there. That it's not It's not fair playing. It's not fair. It's not fair, but this is just what Sky have done. They've done it from the inception of the Premier League. The big teams got big Before the Premier League, Man United hadn't won the title for 26 years. Premier League comes in, they have money, they use their money well, boom, game over, it's finished. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I talked about Oldham and Swindon. They were in the Premier League when they started. Because the money didn't trickle down, they could never, ever come back again. So Sky has taken the Premier League. they said that FDR football league, we're gonna give you a little bit of money and you're just gonna be there. But now it's all of a sudden like oh your big big teams are saying like nah, no, we don't like that, we're well, ducking out. It's all, all a big problem. See, I'm always against the hypocrisy, I'm against Against the line and the free and the treachery of FIFA <laughs> and UEFA because it is ridiculous, man. Like I said in the group, a fool's been dead for a long time ago. You've allowed billionaire owners to come in and dictate what they want. This is the monster that you created. Um, the, 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 the roosters or the chickens are coming home to whatever the, whatever the saying is, man. Bruv, I'm livid, from. I wanted to see chaos. I wanted to see FIFA cruel to their demise, but we're not going to have it now. It's a shame.
0: Can, can I make a point off the back of what else said about hypocrisy? Because I do think that's something that's been quite prevalent over the last 24 hours, 48 hours, however long it's been. It feels like it's just been like the most intense like period of football ever, basically. But I say, I say this every week.
2: Time is a void right now. Yeah, you know,
0: it's it still really is. Home. <laughs> so, so. It really is. But like, some of the hypocrisy from FIFA, for example, they're, they're hosting a, a World Cup next December in Qatar off the back of some of the most... Horrific human rights abuses you'd ever imagine. Absolutely, them taking the moral high ground is an absolute farce. It's mad. And how long have we go into
3: that? But still, like, honestly.
0: <laughs> nah, bro, Even don't go on scene, honestly, because. The, the, the no, no,
3: no, 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 but it's a joke. Like, joke.
0: Yeah, is yeah. Right. <laughs> it's i a probably will bro, go, honestly. You know, but, um. But nah. UEFA as well. <coughs> and, and UEFA taking a soup, taking, the, super, taking the, the, the moral high ground when they produce a competition. With a Swiss model, but it's just as bad that
2: entrenches elitism. What on earth what is it? going on?
3: And, and, I don't and look at the,
2: the, of... the UEFA thing yeah. as well. I don't understand why they created this UEFA Conference League and opened it to the, the, the higher divisions. Their whole their whole kind of rhetoric in the past few years is we want to get more teams involved in European football, more teams involved in the grand States. So you create a conference league where someone like fucking is it going to be the eighth place, the ninth place, the tenth place? Premier League teams going to be in there. That's not going to no, be so so, so, so.
3: so the way the Swiss model works is you can't have more than seven teams in all competing in Europe. So if so, for example, they're going to have the Champions League, Europa League, and this Europa, um Conference League, right? And only one okay. team from each country goes to the Europa Conference League. So if you, by virtue of I don't know, of performing or whatever, get five people in the um, the Champions League, then you have to take away one from the Europa or one from the Conference League. You can only have seven at any given time competing in Europe. Yeah, right. so yeah. I mean, this, the Swiss model is an absolute joke. It's literally the same thing, um, but um, I think on UEFA and FIFA and, and these these organisations that actually govern football, it needs to stop. Um, I think it's, it's actually a joke. Um, Like, like was it... Yeah, it was Florentino Perez yesterday said that. Nobody knows how much the chairman of UEFA forgets that, that doesn't... Like, his wage, that doesn't make any sense. That's that's a farce. Do you get what I'm trying to say? He could literally be on more than Messi and we just never know. You know? Mm. Because everybody's asking where yeah. the money goes. We don't know. Do you get me? So, if you... What interests are they really protecting? Like the money they must be making must be absolutely out of this world as a result, you know. And the quality of the competition is only dimin- diminishing, you know. So, you know, good luck, man. Good luck. Because the Champions League, honestly speaking, outside of Liverpool, I don't watch group stages. That's me being honest.
2: You know? Florentino the Perez was absolutely correct yesterday when he said that no one really cares about the, prim- the, uh, about the Champions League until uh, so he gets final- to
3: the quarterfinals. And, quarter yeah, and I asked my brother i asked my brother. I mean, my brother's probably a poor example because he's a 16-year-old. He actually loves football. But boys' his age don't really care about ball no more. They don't care about football. It's it's actually like the interest yeah, is think, dwindling. I think
0: that's partly because, by the way, these football clubs have priced people out of the game.
3: Like 100%. young lads.
0: How can a young lad who's 16 afford to go to a game now? Like oh, 60, yeah, 70 pounds to get it's a ticket yeah, to a game. It's an absolute joke.
3: Yeah. But but then, then, and and then here lies my point. Wouldn't it be better if the tickets were cheaper? Access to your, you could tailor your access to to watch the games you actually want to watch, which makes it cheaper as well in terms of broadcasting. Wouldn't that be better for everybody? Of course it would. Of course the clubs would make more money individually, but it'd be based on merit because they're performing. So teams want to play, people want to watch them. They have more fans based on merit. But this whole, like, Sky Sports needs to just, like, completely, you know, disintegrate if they don't change it, the way they they, they run things. But it's killing the game. It's killing the game. That's just the truth. That's honestly the so, truth, you know? Why would, The thing is, yeah, my thing is, why would you pay, let's say, £80 a month
4: to be told, oh, you're going to watch Aston Villa versus
2: West Brom at some they Sunday? They, they wanted to charge you £15 to watch West Brom Fucking oh. it was Burnley,
0: Sheffield United. Dur- dur- during a pandemic, by the way. During people, the are
3: pandemic. So, people are actually people. You know what? Everybody is susceptible to this. We're so stupid. Like we we are. Like we're so Bro, stupid I, because I, this was our I, chance.
0: I honestly hope this is a moment where we realise just how unequal football is. And listen, I do believe the bigger club should a slice of the cake, but I also do think we need to look after each other here as well and make sure that we aren't seeing these these inequalities between but clubs but grow, but grow and grow and grow. That's my big concern. But,
3: but Mike, 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 you see this is where I, I feel like you're being very naive um, because we had an opportunity to see you know when the shoes are on the other foot, when the smaller clubs, do they really care? Let's see. Let's have five subs. Let's all have five subs. Just something as no. small as that. They didn't want to give. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Imagine, like, you run a business, you've been in that business for twenty odd years, right? And there's a new employee and there's a new legislation, which means, you know, we're gonna get extra fifteen minute breaks, right? But obviously he's like, nah, I don't want the I don't want the CEO to get an extra fifteen minute break. Man's out here grafting, I'm trying to move up the ladder. Bunda, If he gets a fifteen minute break, that means I'm working less and I have less chance to get a promotion. And he has the same equal vote as you that's been there for twenty years. Like Fair. On every single matter, not just like big things. Five substitutions, five. And guess who suffered for pl- right? player welfare. You get, literally, in the interest of physical. Bro, problems. I I
0: understand that, by the way, but that, that doesn't so, mean so, 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 to ignore so, the wider inequalities in football. Like I understand so, so that. me, I
3: understand that. So for me, problem. I'm gonna say here. I don't really, I don't really care. About the smaller clubs, because they don't care about the bigger clubs either. Nobody cares about nobody, so we need to stop pretending that it's all holistic and we, because it's not a franchise. So nobody cares about nobody. Okay, it's never going to happen because it's not one league that is like supporting each other. Everybody's competing in every single way, off the pitch and on the pitch. So nobody actually cares about anybody. But this fake morality thing needs to stop. Mike, you need to wake up because it's not real. It doesn't exist. No club likes another club. No such thing exists in football. And, and the that's is, my opinion.
4: And, and the thing is, yeah. And the thing is, and the thing is, yeah. Like, for instance, we paid we gave Southampton seventy-five million yeah. British British sterling pounds for Van Dijk. There, yeah. whatever they done with the money, that's their business. But the money trickles down. If your player good, and the top teams have the mo- like, Florentino Perez said it. He said it. Like, the small teams will, will benefit because we're going to come, and, we'll have more money to come for your best players. Like, for instance, Grealish will probably leave in the summer for, Aston Villa probably mm-hmm. say, seventy-five or 100 million, whatever. Fam, you've just got, you just banked do,
2: 100 do, do, million. Do you, not, do you not think now, do you not think after all this has gone down, Villa are going to go, why are we going to send you, sell you a new uh, player now after you try to leave? Price has gone up, it's 120 million now. You know what
4: I'm saying?
2: <laughs> it's yeah, No. It's, it's,
0: we gotta talk about FSG, by the way. Surely.
3: Yeah, yeah, Mike, you do that. You do that because you have a lot to say on this.
0: Bro, my my thing is, listen, I can un- again, I can understand from a club's point of view why they felt, listen, let's join the Super League. My problem is, why don't you front this up yourselves? Why don't you say, listen, you and you release a statement on the club website without any word from yourselves? It's, it's Joel Glazer that's in the statement. It's Florentina Perez, I think, as well. My big problem with with FSG has always been. And I've been someone, by the way, who's always said, you know, listen, whenever they make mistakes, there's, there's genuine contrition after the matter. So they are genuinely sorry. So for the, ticket, the ticket prices in 2015, whenever it was, they were genuinely sorry, I felt. I thought they were sorry when they tried to trademark Liverpool, the, the, the name. I thought they were sorry after that. I think, honestly, I think this moment has made me realise that they make these mistakes. They don't actually care or understand the club or, or, the, or the culture of the club. And they make these mistakes because of their poor communication skills and they cut cowardly in the way they manage things. And that, that's my big problem. Like, you ha- if you're going to make a decision of this magnitude, you have to front it up. You have to. It's simply like cowardly to not do so. To, to leave the players in the dark where they're the ones fielding questions after we play Leeds and before we play Leeds. Your manager's fielding questions before the game, after the game, during a press conference.
2: That is cowardly. Yeah, that's, that's embarrassing.
3: That's proper embarrassing. I'm so. It's
2: confused. embarrassing that's from all the clubs involved as well, because every single manager of the clubs involved have had to front these questions, and yeah. they're thinking, well, "I weren't, I wasn't consulted in this. I found out the exact same way you are. I have the exact same information that you have. No one's told me. So how can I give you a, a proper answer?" And you then really they go have... off? Nah,
4: I, I think
2: Klopp, Klopp said something yesterday that made me think he knew he had a little bit of an idea about it. He said that yeah. he saw the. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he was on about the actual Champions League format itself, but he Champions said League. something where he he said something where he said, "I saw the plans months ago." and I don't actually agree with it. Yeah, I think it was a
4: Champions yeah, I,
2: League. I, they are definitely. Listen, they
3: were definitely breached. They're not desperate. I'm sorry, they've been breached. They've known about this for a long time, but obviously FSG being as intelligent they are as they are, and these football owners
2: are actually really intelligent people. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, 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 they're not. This is the thing. They're not stupid people. You know that, what I mean. You you, if, you know the if, Blazers, FSG, crunky these guys are not stupid people. I mean, look Bro. at Stan Crunky, has the Denver Nuggets, has the Los Angeles Rams, you look what like he's done with both franchises. These guys uh-huh. are not stupid people.
3: No, yeah, they they're smarter than most people you know. Maybe not Mike, because he probably went to school in Cambridge and that, but um <laughs> No I'm joking. <laughs> now, but seriously, they're smarter than most of the people we know. And 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 obviously they thought, Do you know what? Even if this does go ahead and there's backlash we still got to protect our brand long-term, so it can't be, you know, Klopp has to look like he's against it, you know, if it fails, because if we do go into the Super League, what's he lost by saying he he's against it? He's still competing and he's still managing it. But if he if he um, supports it and is in favour of it, and it doesn't go ahead, he's always going to look like that guy that supported the Super League, and so are the players, you know, so I think the players knew, but they're just trying to protect the brand, you know, and that's really intelligent of them, you know, so it does look on the surface like it's cowardly, but I think they're just trying to protect, it. just trying to protect the, um, protect the players. But the owners should do interviews. They should, they should, you know, like Woodward's a coward. He resigned. It's, 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 it's uh, what's that guy called, David Cameron, all over again, just resigning. You know, when the pressure's on, they just, on yeah. they step aside. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and it, it's, it's cowardly. You know, I can't rate it personally speaking. Anyway. Yeah.
2: As a per, it, there is a fine line. I mean. They do have to front to this. They do have to explain what the process was, what the general thinking was behind of it. Um, but then there's also the fine line of doing what Florentino Perez is doing and just basically becoming James Corden on a nightly basis with his uh, with his live streams, which is um, which 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 is which is pretty interesting. Um, I will say as well, there's a massive amount of hypocrisy going on uh, in terms of you know people saying that then you know there's there's no turning back. FSG need to sell. But for some reason, they're now happy to put, have potential, you know, Arab owners, Saudi owners, who you know have literal blood money, human rights violations. So, for, for a fan base as emotional as Liverpool are, and I, I made a joke earlier on that. Imagine if Liverpool had fan ownership, it'd be like fucking warfare. Imagine, imagine <laughs> Liverpool fan ownership trying to agree a new contract for be Crazy, <laughs> crazy, it, yeah. it's just insane. <laughs> But <laughs> especially when it's, when it is a club like this, when it is so deeply rooted in a, a togetherness and a spiritness, which is unlike any other club, I don't think you can have it both ways. You can't have this cool. this, this owner who comes in who ha- a, a, a bodies everything that is about the um, about the club and the, its ideals. Because exactly. at the end of the day, this is a business, and it has to be run and such, and it has to be profitable.
3: Can't, you can can't, can't, I, Can I t- can I t- can I touch on one thing? Sorry, guys. Sorry, I just, yeah. because I think it would go miss. We have to touch on this, and because in the last what year we've seen varying topics and varying issues in 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 the world, and you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, we saw how Sky behaved, um, yeah. General media, you know, behaved and and how much they they cared, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and and they didn't have any free. 45-minute Monday night football coverage. You know, there wasn't a nationwide uproar for for black, you know, players and, and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Just, everything's exactly the same. And, you know, Wilfred Zaha doesn't... Um, hold on one second, sorry. Yeah, Wilfred Zaha doesn't, um, what do you call it, stand nil anymore because, you know, it's, it's all bogus. Look how... I, I rate Patrick Bamford so much for what he said yesterday because look how quickly everything's been dealt with. When it's, it's coming to money When it comes to You know Real life issues You know Things that are affecting Young players Coming up in the game Nobody cares You know what I mean And that's why Bro I think they've, like,
0: they've turned Taking the knee Into some pre-match ritual yeah. Bro You just take, you take the me, knee For yeah. nine seconds And then you, the game kicks off Racism in like, football if they, if they exerted The same energy Carragher and Neville Doing yeah. an inquest Into racism in football Every
2: sinew in their body Popping out Anger they did that. Where was, where was where and was this energy when Raheem Sterling came to Gary Neville? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I why do not, we, listen, why, I
3: have no respect for them and them. We
0: need to mobilise against racism. There are players who wake up and they're getting called the N-word by some fan. They're being racially abused oh. in Houston stadiums, and fans are in the stadiums. Why are where, we not
3: mobilising as a group of fans and going against and and, and finding solutions to this? Where's the coverage of Tiernon Reed coming off social media because? You know, the social media platforms are doing nothing yeah. about racism, you know, but as soon as there's a clip of the Premier League, you know, you put a Premier League,
2: you know, your accounts get suspended. Yep. quick. Because it doesn't, it doesn't affect anyone's bottom line. That's the only real, reason. Really yeah, I mean. So, bro, ultimately, people no, don't have to care, care
3: about
0: racism. They don't care about racism. Powers that be have no idea how it feels to be racially abused and how dehumanising it can feel to be racially abused, how horrible it feels. They don't know that oh. for you.
3: Exactly. So I think personally speaking, you know, if anything comes out of this is, you know, hopefully see the end of UEFA and FIFA in its current form, um, you know, structure. Like, there needs to be accountability, there needs to be transparency, and there needs to be change, you know. So, yeah, again, I I think that might be naive, but I I fully support you in saying that. I hope there's change as a result of this, you know what I mean?
2: You know, but I'm not optimistic in this regard. It's what you get when you tune into Cup End. Lovely debate. (laughs) Well, well, at the end of the day, we're all friends and it's fantastic. We did play a game of football yesterday, if anyone wants to play talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> did we? <laughs> Apparently. Um.
0: Honest game, um, Chris. Like, I, I honestly, to... up until... And- I I didn't care about this game up until like a few hours ago when everyone pulled out of the Super League and I'm like, this yeah, really
2: matters a, now. Hang this actually mattered. Shit, um, <laughs> I'm even more mad that fucking Salah didn't bury that one chance. Now, um, wow. yeah, the the the, the recu- we'll touch we'll touch a little bit about the game because it's one of those ones where you can't really break it down in much detail. It's the same old story over and over again. Liverpool first half, I thought they're absolutely phenomenal. Uh, created a lot of chances, played really well second half still had some chances but you know they allowed Leeds to stay in the game and put pressure on them and it resulted in a, a goal that was far too easy to concede uh, and again Liverpool created all the chances in the world, couldn't finish and it's just another kind of um, a, a, another piece of evidence if you want to take it to the transfer to, to Michael Edwards to say that we probably need a goal scoring number 9 or a little bit of a refresh of the front three in all honesty
4: Yeah can't really you, know, you can't really disagree with what you said, but Um, I was kind of disappointed with Klopp. Kind of disappointed with the substitutions. Um, Firmino and and Gini were running on fumes or just weren't running anyway. I don't know what they were doing. To be fair, um, and me kept them on. They both played 90 minutes. Oh, did Firmino come off? No, he
2: didn't. No, he played the whole 90.
4: Yeah, he played the whole 90, which was
2: astonishing
4: to me, um, because at one point. Leeds were just running through our midfield. We couldn't hold all, we couldn't play football. Uh, I think at the end of the game, it ended with 61 procession, 61% possession to Leeds, 39% to Liverpool. Um, we didn't have no control in that second half. I, it was just frustrating to see, obviously, Fabinho was playing at centre, back, which didn't really help. Um there's actually one game I actually missed, Nat Phillips. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh, what a time to be alive. But, yeah, it, it, it's just one of, of those things where, yeah, Liverpool blew it. We should have done better. That Salah chance where he snatched on his left foot, should should do better there. Um, Jota had a couple of chances where he should take. It's just frustrating, man. It's just bare frustrating because that first half was sick, man. We was cutting them to, sh- to shreds. They could not handle us. Trent was going down that right-hand side like a steamroller. Um, Robertson looked good. He was getting in behind. There was one. There was one chance where... Gini's got the ball on the edge of the area and Mane is just practically by himself and Gini just decides to go and shoot on his left foot. Not too sure what that was about. Can someone tell me? No
2: clue. That, that
3: pissed, pissed me, me off is. so much. <laughs> was that not crazy, Chris?
2: Sorry. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. It, there's so many moments with Wijnaldum <laughs> where it looks like he's kind of got <laughs> the outlet to lay like a, a clever pass. But for some reason take takes seven touches that recycles possession. And you just sit there thinking, why is the back's oh, feet when we were literally by the goal? Like, what is actually happening? <laughs> what, what's going on? Um, just, he's, just, he's a crazy
0: footballer, think. Genie Man Adam, absolutely crazy footballer. I
2: mean, I'll, I'll miss him, but stuff like that, I'm gonna be like, fucking hell, lad, like, what's going on? Um, I thought we've got to give, I got to give a massive shout out to Thiago last night. I think that was maybe one of his best games uh, in a Liverpool shirt. Um, yeah, he was, he good, was good. Awesome. He, he, he's awesome. really awesome. He was playing really good balls over the top, uh, really tidy in possession. But, um, but yeah, man, it's, it's just so annoying. Rich,
0: it just feels like with us, it takes so much. It takes so much for us to score a goal in the game. Like We have to work mm. so hard. To, like Even yeah. yesterday, we, we played really well in the first half, but we have to work so hard for the first goal. But with Leeds, they can, like, listen, they played well in the second half, but they can create minimal chances and score the easiest and softest goal in the world, and that's the game for us. And that's been the case for the last two or three weeks. Against Real Madrid, we play...
1: Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With the Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand-new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. C rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply.
0: Okay, in the game at Anfield, we create chances. We have a bad 30-minute spell at their ground, and we concede three really soft goals.
3: Yes. And man. that's it.
0: That's that's how it is for us at the moment. We're really easy to score against, and we find it hard to put the ball in the back of the net, and that's a really bad combination
3: if you want to win football matches. Yes, it's, it's really tough right now. I mean, luckily, I don't know if anybody's just checked. Chelsea drew. So, you know. Brilliant. God. That's that's a fantastic result for us. Um but yeah, honestly speaking. I to be fair, I mean I looked at our fixture list, this was one I was worried about, so I actually in hindsight, like I thought we we should have put the game away, but that's the story of our season. Um we should mm-hmm. have put the game away. Salah is like his last two games, the chances he missed is like, Not good not good enough at all. No, not good, not good enough, enough at all. No. It's it's not good enough. That's poor. Um but, you know. Yeah, but I was, gonna say, yeah, I was just going to say
4: with um, Salah, like, every time he was like snatches at chances and I dislike forwards, elite forwards who snatch at chances, it's, it's kind of mad. Like the chance he had um, yesterday, he could have easily taken another touch and um, gone forward. Like the
2: one where he scuffed it?
4: Yeah. Like he could easily take a touch. He's stronger, he's quicker than them. Like really and truly, nobody really wants Salah running at you. Do you know what I'm saying? He's a stocky youth. He's very quick. He could do whatever he wants to do, but he, he just snatches at I just And I think it's a personification of just Liverpool. Liverpool's always snatching at things. Even Oxlade-Chamberlain's last-minute last, um, last minute chance. Where oh, God. Yeah, you, oh, my days. What,
2: what, what me and you were saying yesterday, like, would you put your foot through it? Bro, I'm, don't, I'm, take I'm, I'm, don't take I'm, a title. Don't take a Back in the net, easy.
4: But he wants to think about it. So his head is working faster than his body. And he tries to take a touch. It's bubbled
3: off. And... So, yeah, man. I think Ox is the kind of player that puts a lot of pressure on himself. Um, mm. Like, the good thing is, is he still believes he's good enough to start for Liverpool. But as a result, when he plays, he's overdoing it. you know what I mean? And it's so apparent when he's playing. Like, when he missed that chance, obviously, we knew it was a good chance to miss. But, all. You could see how frustrated he was. You could see that
2: he looked like the, the feet, like the ground beneath his defeated. Of of yeah. Him. yeah, yeah, he lives. He, he is lives
3: free in his own head, basically. Yeah, literally. And and he spoke about that. He spoke about how much his dad affects his game, and you know, uh, even Wenger spoke about how he. Yeah, even when he was a professional in the Premier League, Wenger was like, "Nah, he needs to, you know, sort his head out." In, in a sense, where he puts a lot of pressure on himself, and it obviously comes from the father. You know, his dad being really, really, really like hard on him. But Ox, Ox isn't the level for Liverpool anymore, man. We just have to be real. We can speak truly on this in this spot. And it's injuries. It's not because he's not a good player, you know. If he, was, if he didn't have those injuries, he'd be a good impact player for us. But as it stands, he's not the level, man. We, we, we bash Naby, rightfully so. But, you know, I think Ox is, just isn't the level anymore required to play for Liverpool. And there's quite a few players that fall into that category. You know, if we want to be continuing the upward trajectory, certain players we just can't entertain them playing for Liverpool anymore. If That's
2: we want to so. be getting that Super League money, then you see. You know what I mean, <laughs> 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 I was going to ask you by the way, for because we've we've been having so many conversations like in the past few weeks about what you what our individual strategy would be with uh, for the summer transfer window. So, what would you look? What, what specific players would you look to bring in if you have any names kind of to hand? Um, what, what, what would you, what, kind of, would what, what do you think our money? What, what do you think
3: our, our financial situation is?
2: So I, uh, so you know the transfer, so you know the transfer game that we did last year. I've been redoing yeah. that this year. I've given us eighty million quid.
3: Yeah, listen, I, I, I mean, with that, we're gonna have to look at that list that Marco. You know, what I mean, that's real. Like for real, like. <laughs> I, do, do you know what it is though? I I don't know how much money everybody's gonna have to spend. Um, I know that yeah. Liverpool last year we didn't borrow money. A lot of clubs borrowed money to. So to this in this, order-
2: this is my thing for the for the transfer game because obviously we had the, uh, well FSG had the investment from Redbird Capital and obviously yeah. the money that was put back into the club offset all the co- all the lost or uh, the sunk costs and the lost revenue from COVID. So put you on a break even point. So you'd assume there would be some form of healthy transfer budget going into this summer, which has been mm. a little bit the message. And again, you'd assume that a few players would go out the door. You'd generate, what, conservatively £70 million worth of sales. Because mm. um, I think this is the, this summer you probably actually do get money for players such as Harry, your Harry Wilsons, your Marco Grouches, even guys like Shea Ojo who have been playing really well for Cardiff and can you know, mm. do a job in the championship. So I think there is an actual kind of plan there for the outgoings. Guys like Shakiri and Origi, I'm still not entirely too sure what their valuations are.
3: But, but Chris, um, wouldn't um, you say that?
2: Wouldn't you not say that with
3: all our front three being 29, one of them's gonna go?
2: Yeah, I think I, I generally think one of them has to go, um, and that sounds cruel. And I think that one player probably has to be Sadio Mane. So, so but, but his, yeah, his stock is no
3: side So, I mean, realistically, you're not getting anything more than sixty million, fifty million for money. Am I, am I being too harsh? I think
0: you can get, you can probably push one of the clubs to get paid seventy. But yeah,
3: he's very PSG because he's a French-speaking player. You never know. Yeah. But, but yeah. honestly speaking, um, I, I, I would go for Sancho. I would go yeah. for Sancho. If, 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 no, no, actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's a lie because we need a striker. Like, we need. We need a goal scorer. Um, with that being but said... Farouk, who would you go for, though?
0: Because like, Haaland's the obvious choice, but he he wouldn't sign for us. Yeah, Mbappe we do have money. Mbappe is, Mbappe is a, is a dream as well. It's like, I was thinking about it. I don't know. Apart from like Andre Silva, who plays for
3: Frankfurt, I can't think of any striker who yeah, come... Yeah, you, you have to take a punt on a player like flipping Donny Malen. You, you literally... Yeah. There's no middle yeah. ground. No. Like, yeah, we're yeah, in this, kind yeah. of in a situation. You know... Yeah. We're actually in a sticky situation. So that's why I'm like, okay, what what do we do here? Do we use you Firmino know, as, you know, you go to PSG and say, look, look, take Mane and, and, and we'll put a little bit on top for, not a little bit, but we'll put quite a bit on top for Mbappe. Or do you, we have to be smart. We have to find a way because we can't sign the Donny Malin. We can't because we're, we're, we need someone who's ready right now. Yeah, and I agree. I don't know what we're gonna do unless unless the the, the, the idea is to move Salah centrally because I think that's probably the best option. You know, you move Salah centrally and you sign a winger, which is easier to get. That's what, I'll do. That, that's what <laughs> I do. That's think <laughs> the solution is.
2: Because when when you look at it, there is a so der- oh, sorry else there is there is a dearth of a, a real lack of good centre forwards available yeah. in the market for the price range that you wants. So even again, like a player like Lukaku into a probably can't sell because of their financial woes. He's on, what, 240 grand a week? And he's going to cost about 90 million quid? That's unsustainable. For, for and he's what's it, he 27, 28. We can't do that. Yeah. Um, Hurricane's, Hurricane's probably available. Well,
3: he wants to be available. We can't afford him. We can't afford the players that we need in that. Oh, period. yeah.
2: And, and Daniel Levy would rather set himself on fire than sell him to <laughs> someone like Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, just, yeah. just how it is. And then you are left in the realm of do you do you do you, do you bid on a guy like Milan or um, the guy from Fiorentina, of Lahovic? Do you kind of go for these type of players where they're they're young, they're still raw, they've proved they can do the business in their respective leagues, but kind of but doing it in the Premier League, he's a completely different beast. You look at a guy yeah. like you know West Ham took a punt on Sebastian Allaire for £40, million, 40 million pounds plus, did did not pay off for them whatsoever, and he was banging in goals and getting assists. first in the Bundesliga so it is a risky game but I think that might have to I think the the swap deal with PSG I think that might have to be something they generally look into or they have looked into in terms of Mm -hmm. what they do with a player and it might even have to be if it got to a point where they were like okay not even a straight swap deal but something on top and maybe Mohamed Salah for killing Mbappe, at least you'll get a younger asset in return it's something they might yeah. just generally have to look at because there's also other areas of the pitch we do need to strengthen. I think centre-back is still an issue. I think goalkeeper, in terms of having a dependent number two goalkeeper, has to be looked at. Again, there's a shortage of goalkeepers um, that we would want to have at the level of a Liverpool backup because if someone's good enough to be back off Liverpool, they probably do end up being the number one goalkeeper at another club. We saw that yeah. with Emi you know, Martinez, etc. Yeah. And, and again, central midfield is going to be an issue. Do you think it's central midfield? I mean, guys, I, I don't know what
3: what's going on with Curtis Jones. Like, yeah, I think he's carrying a knock. Okay.
4: He's injured,
3: because, but, I, I, but I think it's something deeper, man. Because I think because
2: I, 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 I feel like he was making headway, no?
4: Yeah. I I it's ever
2: since that ever since that incident with the England under 21s 20, 20 Prior to that, though, mm-hmm.
4: prior to that, yeah, well, he wasn't playing. He wasn't playing prior to that.
2: Yeah,
3: I, I just, I just think that like, in in the situation we're in as a club, right, you need that kind of player with a bit of magic, and we obviously thought Thiago would be that, and I, I think maybe he can be in in a fully fit Liverpool team, but Chris Jones is a bit unpredictable in the centre of the park, you know what I mean? And I feel like we could have used him, and I feel like centre mid would probably be the least of my worries going into the summer. Personally speaking, I think we've got one more good season out of Jordan Henderson. We I mean, Fabinho's fantastic. Um Thiago will come will come good. I think um, you know, Ginny's gonna leave. But I feel like maybe Ginny's replacement is Curtis Jones in a different way because we become more attacking. Um maybe Shakiri's replacement is Harvey Elliott. That's how we we have to kind of approach it because how many games has Shakiri really played and what has he actually done? You
1: get know, um,
3: life. um, we we need to get rid of David really because he doesn't actually play for the club anymore essentially. Um, Peru, don't,
4: but, Peru, don't get my butt tonight, please. My head. I, no, it was
3: his birthday me. the other day. Let's found <laughs> <down. laughs> You know what I mean? But no, no. I I, I think um yeah I'd, I'd probably go for Sancho Amish, um Salah in the middle. That's what I do for our front three. Um and and maybe go over a different system, say four two three one or you know, with, with,
2: with with a four two three one.
3: It's an obsession I, mean, I know it's sick. Yeah.
2: No, nah, no. Nah, I, I, I actually agree that he does have his merits at, at the moment. Yeah. Um but with the Curtis Jones point, and I will make this our last point before we can do sign off. Do you think he would benefit from being on the left hand side of a four two three one?
3: Yeah that that that, yeah. that would work definitely because that's that's actually where I was first one play as a youth player. Mm. Um on the left-hand side, it wasn't in a 4 run, it was a four-three-three. 3 3 but I do feel like, you know, in the 4 2 you're a little bit more central, you know, yeah. um, and it's a little bit more compact. And, you know, he he has got that, you know, outside of the box finesse into the top right-hand corner. from the left side, I think he's got that in his game. I think we actually have a really, really good talent on our hands in him, you know, and I think we need to do the best to make sure within the next 18 months, he's starting for us regularly. That would be a, a bitter disappointment if he's not, you know, okay. that means we failed, you know, for me personally. So if that means a 4 run, and I, I do believe it is an obsession, but I actually do believe secretly that Klopp wanted that system. You know, he's wanted that, but personnel hasn't allowed us to do that, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I think the front three, one player is going to make it. If we add, like, just say even the front three as is, you add Sancho to that, now you have Jota Firmino, Mane, Salah and Sancho. That's crazy. Just by adding one player, do you get what I'm trying to say? So yeah. it's just about uh, the money. There's no money there. You know what I mean? There's no money. <clears throat> but you know what I'd be doing in the transfer game if
2: I was. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to see it. Uh, looking looking to look forward to see it. I'm I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that we've not heard anything but maybe Memphis Depay as well. But that's it. That's oh yeah. Wait, has he he didn't resign in it? So what's what's happening with him? Free agent.
3: Yeah. That's something to look into, actually. I didn't, I didn't cross
2: my mind. Yeah, It's going to be an interesting summer, that's for sure, because I think there's a lot of important decisions that do definitely need to be made. And mm. now with everything that's gone on, it's more important than ever that these decisions get made properly so people who are feeling already undervalued can stay in their jobs and be fulfilled mm-hmm. in that. But, Gents, this has been a very, very good conversation to have this evening. Um Thankfully, nothing changed whilst we were discussing it, which was the, the main thing, because I was very conscious that 16 things might happen whilst we were recording we have to break. Um, but no, thank you very much for joining me. Um, I have been your host, Chris, and I've been joined by Alice, Mike, and Farouk. Uh, that has been your episode of Coffee and Fact As 4 um, April the 21st, but yeah, we are going forward in the year. But we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in.